Good morning, and please open a Bible to Matthew 13, any Bible, a Bible in your pews, a Bible that you brought with you, a Bible on your cell phone or tablet, just open a Bible to Matthew 13. You may also want to mark down or put a finger in or put a bookmark in Luke chapter 8 or Mark 4, as those are the cross-references. Again, Matthew 13 or Luke 8, Mark 4. We'll be reading today from Matthew 13, though. A couple of weeks ago, we started a new series, The Great Conversationalist Parables with Jesus, Stories of Jesus. The Great Conversationalist, the great storyteller, Jesus, has words of wisdom for us all. And we are going to look to them, study them, meditate on them, allowing them to change our lives, to be more like him, to be focused upon kingdom living. A parable was once said to be an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And the parables of Jesus, our Lord, in the Gospels, are stories by Jesus which help to illustrate what our futures with him as Lord and Savior should look like, sound like, or include to show that we are and will be part of his eternal kingdom. This is the third week, and we continue the third week of this series with the third week in the parable of the sower out of Matthew 13. As we read, we're considering what type of soil we are. And in this soil, can we expect the kingdom of God to grow in our life and those our life may impact? So please pay attention. Please follow along in your Bibles as I read now from Matthew 13, the parable of the sower, starting at verse 1. Jesus tells us a story. Jesus says, listen up, open your ears. And he says that same day, Jesus went out to the house of the house and sat beside the sea. Great crowds gathered about him, so he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables. Now, again, this is, this is the third week in the series. This isn't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time introducing where we're at today. Please go back and listen to the previous two sermons if you're kind of needing to catch up. But Jesus here is about to tell a story, an illustration, a parable, an analogy to help these followers understand an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And he says, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured them. Verse 5 in our scripture for today. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on the good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. This story from Jesus illustrates and describes four different responses to the world. The message of the kingdom of heaven. The establishment of Jesus' sovereign rule by means of his death and resurrection. Life eternal with him, through him. This is the good news of the gospel that Jesus and his disciples would preach. Jesus would use a field, a sower, seed, and soils to teach about mankind's reception to God's word. The sower is Jesus, but this may also be us today and the apostles back then, as we have all been told to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Christ, the Messiah, still today. 
The seed is his word. The seed is the gospel. The seed is the message of his kingdom. The field is the world. And men and women are the soil. But the soil conditions speak to the human hearts and the receptiveness receptiveness to the word of God. Today we focus just on the second soil, the second soil condition, another bad soil condition. The big idea here is this. A person whose heart is rocky soil in response to the world has a shallow commitment to the kingdom and will fall away when it costs them something. Let me say that again for those of you taking notes. A person whose heart is rocky soil in response to the word has a shallow commitment to the kingdom and will fall away when it costs them something. Last week we spoke of the past, the wayside. People are of no good soil whatsoever, and because of this, the seed is sown and immediately trampled down, beaten down, or carried away by the birds, by Satan, by sin, never to understand and follow the word of God into his salvation and his kingdom living at all. Today we have the rocky ground. These people are the total opposite of the past, the wayside, the beaten down, because these people receive the word of God with enthusiasm, with joy. But it's joy of the flesh. They may get emotional, they may shed tears and are greatly moved. And we can learn some of, some, something from these people of emotion. But it's not fully accepted into the heart. They are what J. Vernon McGee called Elka-Seltzer Christians. They fizz a lot at first, maybe even fizzing over a bit to others, but quickly the fizzle comes down and out of them once troubles arise. Matthew 13, 5-6 says that other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Now notice something. It's possible for all seeds to get scorched. But it's only because they have no root that they wither away. We too can be scorched in this world. We too can be scorched by the sun. We too can be scorched by troubles when they arise. But if we have strong root, we will continue to grow. We will continue to spring back up. Jesus himself later explained the meaning of this verse, this scripture, Matthew 13, 20 to 21, when he said, As for what was sown on rocky ground, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. These seeds on rocky ground spring up fast, too fast, overnight, but they die from lack of roots or protection from the troubles to come because they have no root. So again, we see that the problem here is not the seed, the word of God, or the sower. We talked about this at great lengths last week. But the problem is the soil condition. The problem is yet again that the soil does not produce a good and strong root. Faith. Roots are important. Faith is important to our everyday life. 
And as one biblical commentator said, faith is to the Christian life what the root is to the plant. Read that again. Faith is to the Christian life what the root is to the plant. One, it is hidden from sight in the depths of the soul. But two, it is the source of spiritual firmness, stability, and prosperity. It is strong faith in God. It is strong faith in God that helps us to hold ground in hard times when the wind starts blowing, when the sun starts beating down, when the rain starts pouring and the floods come. It is the strong roots, strong faith, which hold us firmly upon the word of God. We need deep, strong roots of faith ready for the sun to beat down upon us. Again, notice that the problem here with the rocky ground is not just about rocks, but soil. In this case, the lack of soil. There is some soil. This is not the sower sowing seed on visual rocks like you see in this picture on the side of the field. No, the sower would not waste his seed. It was valuable. This is the sower sowing seed across the whole field. But there's some rocks which are just under the surface and he can't see them. Of course, he wants to spread it as far as he can to get as much of a harvest as possible. But he doesn't see these rocks. The soil is there, but it just has no depths. It was shallow soil. And this relates to many lives today. Rocky hearts are shallow hearts. There's many hearts today which are very shallow. There's many lives today which are very shallow. The word of God may never impact more than the upper surface of the heart here as there is hardness below the surface which prevents it from reaching any depths. It prevents it from digging any deeper. In these types of people, these types of hearts, they may think of God, they may get excited about God, but there's very few deep thoughts of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. In the kingdom come within the person's heart and life. There is little growth of faith. Little growth, little roots to keep him strong or her strong when troubles arise. This seed sprouts up fast because of the shallow soil. The sun gets it nice and warm and moist. But unfortunately, it also dries it out just as fast. And it will wither away when the struggles come. When the heat comes, whether it be the heat of persecution for Christ or worldly things, struggles, the roots are torn up, blown out, out of the ground to perish. Consider your life, evaluate your hearts, family issues, marriage problems, job problems, health problems. Any one of these things could be something that uproots the seed, the word of God, your faith in God. If you're not growing in your faith, if you don't have strong roots. The seed is not able to stand. Will you grow deep roots? Are you growing deep roots? Or are you at risk of losing your faith? Because maybe you never truly had a faith to begin with. What about that person you're discipling? Maybe they truly don't know Christ. Maybe they, feel pr- they felt pressured into it. Or they just want to be part of a popular crowd with their friends. Or maybe... It just sounded good at the time. The emotions were high. The music was good. 
They were at a bad time in their life and they thought this would be the quick fix. But when troubles arise, they'll give it up. This soil type has been compared to the fickle crowds which would follow Jesus just to see his miracles, the healings. But when the struggles would come or when they would have to really follow Christ in faith, they would depart his side. They would leave. They would walk away. They would show him their backs. This type of soil could be compared to many today as well. Many accept Christ due to emotional highs, but they never truly allow him to penetrate into their hearts. They accept him into certain parts of their lives because they want the the side effects. They want the good things that he can bring. But they don't allow him into all parts of their life and heart to truly impact, to truly penetrate, to truly bring life and joy. They're holding on to something of this world. But then when this world lets them down, they're let go of all their worlds. This may be the child or teenager who apparently, apparently, appearingly repents and accepts Christ at a VBS or a summer camp, a retreat, but all for show only because their friends were doing it. Again, the emotions are high. It just sounded good. The music was good, and it was leading them in the right direction, but maybe they just did not truly accept it. It wasn't a real repentance, a real acceptance. And then they depart Christ once times get hard, once their families struggle, once they get to college and they're pressured to really stand up for their faith. Or maybe it's those who grow up in the church and have a God of their parents but never give Christ their all for themselves. It was never truly their own faith. Or maybe it was the adult accepting God for a fix, a quick fix. But when that quick fix brings about other issues, other struggles, other persecution, they give them up. I want you to consider your spiritual lives. Consider your hearts. Do you have spiritual depths? Are you just shallow soil? Jesus describes rocky soil as being shallow. Since there's nothing to grab onto or to dig deep in for nourishment, though, the seed cannot grow. It cannot protect itself. Are you growing Do you have roots? This is an image of someone who is excited at first, but life gets hard and the commitment doesn't last. Is your life filled with rocks, prohibiting God's word, the seed, from taking deep root into your hearts and life? Will your commitment last? Or do you feel like maybe at one time you're excited about the word of God, you're excited about Jesus, but now you struggle because you find yourself in shallow soil? Struggling to grip on to that dirt as you struggle now. What happens to your spiritual life, your life in Christ, your walk with him when trouble comes? What happens when you have a bad day at work, at school, or in your marriage, or in your health? Maybe these rocks are also prohibiting you from impacting other people's lives for God's glory and their salvation. Who are you discipling? And are they growing the knowledge of the Lord or of you? Again, the problem was not the seed, not the soil, but the lack of soil. The depths of the soil was shallow. So how do we go deeper? How do we increase our depths? We must remove the rocks. We must break up the hardness. We must get the plow and uproot those rocks from the ground and toss them aside, never to get back in the soil again. 
We need to make our hearts a soil penetrable for the roots to grow strong and deep. We must grow in faith and knowledge of God, His Word, and His kingdom. We need to remove all distractions which get in the way of that root growing strong, of us having strong faith. You see, the rocky heart, the rocky heart keeps the soil from growing because the wrong things are allowed in and the right things are kept out. David Macklemore speaks to the way Satan seeks to distract us, thus creating rocky ground. He says he has a million methods, distraction being perhaps his favorite. It's just so easy to appeal to our flesh today. In the moment, your bed tends to feel better than the Bible. Engaging in a conversation on social media seems more interesting than praying. Often, self-justification feels better than repentance. You're prone to enjoy consuming Netflix after a long day rather than nightly meditation on God's Word. Distractions abound in our life, and each of these distractions are preventing us from going deep with God. Here's a main application point for today. When we find that following Jesus requires more than we had first planned, we're left with the decision to recommit to following him with everything or to abandon his way to follow your own way. What will you do? What will you help others do? When we find that following Jesus requires a little bit more than what we had first planned. When struggles arise, we realize, oh wow, we need faith in somebody else's work, not just our own. We're left with a decision to recommit to following him with everything. To truly lay it down and repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for trying to do it on my own. I need you. Lord, help me. Continually help me. I am yours. I will follow you. Or will you abandon his way to follow your own way? Or maybe what about others? What are you going to help others to do? Because he is the only way. His way is the way to true life, true righteous living, truth, and hope for a future. How do we do all this? How do we have kingdom living? How do we practically remove the rocks from our life? And have kingdom living. How do we go deep and find the good soil that's below the rocky ground? Well, I'd consider you to, di- to consider how one disciples a new beha- believer. Or how were you discipled when you were a new believer? Or maybe you need to consider how you disciple yourself or ask others to disciple you now. Because maybe you're still a new believer. Even if you've been a believer for years, maybe you've truly not, never gone deep with One, repentance. Two, have relationships. You see, we need a relationship with God first through Christ the Messiah, through repentance, turning away from sin and following after Him, and through the empowering the Holy Spirit. We need relationship. Relationships are one way to plow out these rocky stones as they help us to grow in God. So we need relationships with God, but we need relationships with his people too. We need fellowship with God and others. Believers, though. People who can encourage, convict, rebuke, and lift us up and help us to grow in the knowledge of him. 
We also need repentance to God and each other. James 5.16 tells us, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell within you. With all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, with hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. This is but one of many verses encouraging fellowship, studying of the word of God, teaching, admonishing, encouraging, and singing, worshiping together. We need all these things and we need each other. And as we are together doing these things, or as 1 Thessalonians 5.11 tells us, encouraging, rebuking, convicting, building one another up, all these things are helping our roots to dig deep and strong and break through those rocks. To grow. All these things help us to make sure that our salvation is real and roots of faith grow and we will hold true to God's word. We need to pray. We need to not neglect praying together. We pray together and we pray with God's word. We humble ourselves. We find humility before the Lord. We turn from our wicked ways and we seek him. And he forgives us and helps us. 2 Chronicles 7.14 In Romans 12.12 We rejoice in hope. We be patient in tribulation. We be constant in prayer. Do all these things and more. Dig into the soil. Dig into the word of God. And pray with the Father. And you'll find a life having more root, more faith, less rocks, more good soil. You'll find yourself becoming deeply in love with him and his word. By doing these things, you will not be shallow soil, but good soil. Growing in your knowledge of God and faith, as well as impacting others around you. Producing fruit. Those who seek him will find him. Seek God. Those with ears for understanding will hear and will find him. When conflict arises, when the sun beats down, when conflict comes or rocks begin to be pushed into your soil and blocking your faith from growth, seek God more. Seek his word more. Seek his people more. Seek him through the storm. Do not leave his side. He will not leave yours. And continue to sow the seed. Sow the seed in your life and others. Continue to impact your life, your soil, and others for the glory of Christ. Tell someone a story, a parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Help them to see the word of God. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, life, truth, hope, kingdom living. Before we close, I'd like to recommend just a few specific resources for you. One, prayer meetings. Gather together with people for prayer. Whether it be in person or over the phone or over Zoom, Pray with other people. Pray for your faith. Pray for other people's faith. Pray for the world. Pray for revival. Pray for this nation. Pray for God's glory. Number two, Right Now Media. It's free. We have an account to rightnowmedia.org. And it's free with over 20,000, I believe, Bible studies, which you can do at home and with other people. You don't even have to get together with people to do it. You can just each watch it over Zoom or you can each watch it on your own and then call each other to talk about it each week. Each week, 
Be in the word of God. And number three is that. Find a Bible reading plan. Right now is a great time of year. If you didn't do it last week, let's do it this week. I sat back on the table at the entrance. A stack of one-year Bible reading plans. Chronological plan, I believe, is what I picked. But you can look on the internet and find many plans. In fact, number four is use a Bible app, such as the YouVersion Bible app. And find a reading plan, a devotional schedule, so that you are in the Word of God daily. Always meditating on it, praying over it, and praying with your Father, connecting with Him. Growing your roots, growing your faith, and helping others too. Each of these can be done with others and will help our roots to grow, to help to break up that rocky ground. Let's close in prayer and song now. Lord, we thank you that we have you. We thank you for your Son, your, our Savior, our Lord, who guides us. And he guides us onto the good path, the path with good soil. Lord, I pray for us to grow deep and not be shallow in our knowledge of you, our relationship with you. May we always be growing deep in our life and helping others to grow as well. Amen.